A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm Lisa Chanute. I feel like my voice was way lower and different in that one than it normally is. I don't know. <laughs> was it? I don't know. It felt like it. I felt like I was in my more natural register. Uh, you know, when you I weren't kinda, doing your radio voice. No, I wasn't doing my... I always feel like I start out higher and oh. then I relax into it, you know? Can I'm you interesting. me higher? That is uh, my... My phone voice, however, is like definitely up here. Hey, I can help you. I sometimes can hear myself do things at work that I'm like, oh my God, I cannot mm-hmm. believe my I'm doing this sound or yeah. whatever. But yeah, my one coworker is like, you sound really nice when you talk to people. I'm like, and I don't when I'm in real life. Phone voice is giving, well, in the industry, we call it giving good phone. Oh. Which is so gross, but <laughs> it's what some weird people say. Also, um, this is a praise for Julia, one of my friends, an Aries 
said when she listens she you're her fave because you have a broadcaster's voice oh thank you and i was like That's all a right very- aries go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm her friend and she fuck. was like um julia's my fave and i was like okay well it's you know i have i have been told that i have a very nice voice to listen to so it's yeah you know, whatever <laughs> just kidding. No. Just kidding. i realized today that my phone voice is like i don't know if it's too professional or if it's just like sounds i don't know i feel like sometimes people are afraid when they like i'll say i'm trying to be very clear about where i'm calling from because i don't want people to be scared that this is like a bill collector or something like that <laughs> but there is a moment i can hear people go like wait where are you calling from like and then when i say that it's a salon they like exhale they're like oh thank god like and i'm yeah. like do i just have a very like a too professional well, I think or afraid of phone calls yes that's true like i mean me and my mom have an agreement because like i get anxiety my me and my mom don't we text a lot but my family's not big phone chat on the phone callers so when she does call i'm always like oh no here who what happened who's dead and so I'll answer be like, what's wrong? And she'll be like, if someone dies, I'll text you. So, <laughs> so that you know, and you're not like, she knows that it's kind of like a weird, and you know, parents get old and you're just like, oh, this is like a, now calls mean usually bad things. It's like bill collectors or something bad happened. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good with phone calls. I'm pretty fine. I do have my phone on do not disturb at all times. Really? But I have a list of people that I can get through. And those are people whose phone calls I answer. Does mine get through? It does now. <laughs> <laughs> I had our Well, group. you just said you don't call people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really <laughs> call. But I, do, I will put it there. Then I do I'll put know the it's moon, emergency. I do put the moon on group chats. The do not disturb. Uh, I put the do I not like, disturb wait. on everything. The moon. I have started doing that. I need to because I've been in some, you know, some real real uh active group chats that mm-hmm. i'm like i can't it, it, even just at work just seeing them pop up it just stresses me out so oh, yeah that's why hard. i keep it on do not disturb all the time i don't care but i do talk to my mom on the phone a lot i i take a lot of phone calls to be honest with you that's cute even one of my friends yesterday or i don't know how many days ago i mean when you're listening a month ago yeah. <laughs> called me and uh we were just talking about avengers we're just, I'm still on it, you know, it's fine. <laughs> we, but, you know, it's like just stuff like that. It's like it's fine. I love a good phone chat, especially my favorite text to get is like, hey, do you have a minute? I need like, can I just vent for a second? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Then I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. I'm like, wait until I'm in the car because we're, I'm like, because we're going all the way from wherever I'm leaving until I get home. And mm-hmm. then probably we're going to like cut. I love it when you have to hang up. You're like, hang on. I'm I'll going through. Back. I'll call you when I get back inside. And then you're like, where were we? I <laughs> like, love oh. it. Uh, I've been, I do a lot of FaceTime with the buds. Like, wow. I'll do like update it. Like it's usually like every few months, but I'm like, I want to like, I want to chat. I want to look at your damn face. And I these do are not. For, I do not. These are for, if you know who you are, very V close. I don't mind a FaceTime, but I, it is definitely not my preferred mode because I am vain as fuck. And I look at myself. I do too. And I 100% do mind. Don't FaceTime me ever. I'm good. Phone's fine with me. Text is actually fine with me. I, you know, maybe don't don't contact me. I'm cool. So. <laughs> cool. Send a pigeon. I feel like it's easier to talk naturally 
when you're Without on the looking. phone. FaceTime feels more like you know you're lo- you're being kind of like deliberate you're about performing. it, but it's still it's still not. Like, I don't know, because I, but I know people who love FaceTiming and that's I mean, they probably, you know, just keep it with them and they're walking around doing the other things too potentially. But mm. it just always feels I do yeah, like multitasking when I'm on the phone or when I'm whatever. I also I mean, I definitely will FaceTime like with Scott if I'm on the road yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But my FaceTimes are also like a lot of people who I haven't seen in years. It's like my New York friends or like people who are afar- like. Uh, people who I text and talk to regularly don't get the FaceTime treatment, but it really is like seeing an old... It's like when you have that family reunion or see an old relative. Yeah. Also, I have FaceTime on my computer so I can like rest it down and it's just very convenient. But for audio calls, have you guys ever seen... I have this at home. Uh, the retro handsets that are like the oh, receivers yeah. of old phones yeah, that you for can plug sure. into you your iPhone. So you can take a bath or whatever. So, just so you can like have yeah. that like more comfortable rest. rest. Yeah. And um, Gwyneth Paltrow um, and, and folks like her believe it's like it blocks the cancer from your cell phone. Also, I'll never I believe f- in that. I'll never forget reading this amazing like Us Weekly years ago. The first brand that ever did it was called Yubs. I think now you can find like <laughs> a lot of <laughs> like Yubs. You know, you can find like knockoffs all over like probably like museum stores and whatnot. But they asked Gwyneth Paltrow and like Us Weekly once like, if you can only bring one thing on a deserted <laughs> island, what would it be? And she said, my yubs. Not a phone. Just, just the yubs. The yubs. <laughs> Who signed off on yubs? <laughs> Wait, what? It's just the phone thing? That it's just the receiver. It's just Why that. does she want that? I don't she got to have been paid to say that. Have you ever seen that <laughs> episode of Entourage? That's one of my favorite. About yubs? Uh, kind of where he <laughs> says he's like if you could get Jimmy Kimmel to wear this hat I'll give you money or a spot or they get a free TV I think oh so yeah with, oh it's the, sec- the security yeah, system yeah the security yes. system I, that is like <laughs> one of the best all time first of all huge entourage uh, head by oh, the way oh yeah <laughs> by the way one of the best never um, seen it series. oh man do we know oh, you can't now that's it's, what's unfortunate I, I think it's like it's madness, yeah no right? i think you've pa- i think it's past it's they just say it, they say yeah. the r word a lot in the first few episodes and it's like you just can't get past it but when it came out we didn't know yeah and so well, it was i, I mean like well, every movie on the r word it's the it's also like that the ending of like that being kind of like edgy and like oh it's real because this is how yeah. guys talk and, and that's like the celebrity cameos oh. were like so fire so great oh, man. It, entourage was like a real entourage was real like cool girl show too especially oh, where you'd sure. be like oh yeah i like on Ent- actually yeah, like sure. entourage you guys, sure. maybe it's a regional thing but i feel like everybody made fun of entourage where i was wrong well, yeah, like, it was like a do- like it was like because also you guys didn't get it i maybe right. it was just too hollywood maybe it's too inside but also, you know um the show yeah, i don't know on- show out a movie so good luck good luck <laughs> with that theory well but, it's al- <laughs> but also i think it's because it's based on the mayor of Chicago's brother, and they're like a known pack of douchebags. Wait, bags. the mayor of Chicago's yeah. brother is Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> no, no, Ari Gold is based oh, on Ari, Ari Emanuel, oh, who yeah, is yeah, related yeah, to yeah, Rom. Yeah. So there's like a dark. dark oh, so it web. wasn't popular in Chicago area. Yeah. The rest of the country was like, Love oh, it. yeah. <laughs> what year was Entourage? I was uh, in high school watching I think okay, it okay. came out like. 
I want to say first season, 2004, 2005. I think later than that. 2006, I graduated, and I know I was watching that shit. Did, like, pickup artists like Entourage? It seemed like a very, like, pickup artist I feel like maybe now. I feel like the culture was so different in 2005, 2006 than it is now. Two polos. Two popped collars. Uh, I was wearing it, and I was loving Ari Gold. Oh man, <laughs> two polos. Two polos. Oh, I was wearing it. Would Would you wear pearls? With, yeah, yeah, I still okay. do, though. I mean, I don't know what the with issue the, is. Oh no, just I feel like the popped collars went with like pearls, uh, the yeah. costume jewelry yes. pearls. That was like, I never did polos, but when polos were worn, typically I'd see the pearls. I did sharpie T-shirts, like the white T-shirts, and you'd write like Nirvana or Allison Chains. Yeah, we didn't have that in my school. Didn't make it. We got entourage though. <laughs> I, I don't know about my the school's sharpie. all grunge and then like um like pseudo hippies. A lot of like Fish, Grateful Dead. Um, you know those 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 and the like. Yeah, I I did. And I Scott, had like Scott kids as well. I feel like we didn't have that many like blank kids like cl- it was like people had no pe- there was like clicks but mm-hmm. not via like trends, what you were into mm-hmm. uh and maybe it's a southern california thing of like not uh, or maybe i just went to a boring <laughs> high school but i think everybody it was like kind of there was like definitely better dressed people than mm-hmm. others or like people who clearly didn't care that much yeah Yeah. who didn't care that much about fashion or Mm -hmm. whatever but i feel like that was kind of a equalizer in a weird way Mm -hmm. it was like you were in obviously people were into different stuff but it was more like are you are you a smart kid like do you take the smart classes or are you in Mm -hmm. like orchestra it was more about interests i think Uh as opposed to are you smarter than a fifth grader i don't know our school also had that but i think like i mean there's definitely, you know, there's always a goth kid, but it's like you're really trying hard to be goth. It makes it like you're less, like I'm not like you. You're not like spooky or whatever. <laughs> like I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, there's but I grew up in kid. Texas, so there's definitely like cowboys and stuff like oh. that, which I feel like probably other schools don't have. Yeah, I the contingency of just like um, hemp necklaces was just really like it was like noticeable, like. It's a good 30% of the whole student body. And there's like a couple thousand kids. So there's a lot of white dreadlocks walking That's around. That's so funny. And um, cool hometown brag. Uh, Glee was set in my high school. My babysitter wrote it. And it's we had so many singer and theater nerds. It was like that whole o- orchestral thing was like, that was a look. It was a thing oh yeah and the molester well, things were based off the school i think wow. controversial this is this is a half-baked theory but we went to it was steve's brother's birthday mm-hmm. um last week and or earlier in the week sorry um and we went to darren chris star of from glee fame also from versace fame so great versace, versace. um he opened this bar called tramp stamp grannies in hollywood wait what where oh, we have to go. It's so cool. I work in it's Hollywood. it's on Quanga. Okay. Um, and it is like a piano bar. Oh, cool. Oh. And they do like there's someone who's like singing all the time, but you also can like tip them and sing, they'll play a song and let you accompany them as well. But it's just like oh, wow. real. Uh, is real fun. But at, it's we new? were. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm down. It's so and it's really cool looking. There's like a gold disco ball. It's very lots of glitter and that it's the dude opened it from versace 
Like the guy who's on Versace. Is it the murderer guy? Yeah, Kunanen. Oh, he's so Darren Chris. Um, him and I think it's his wife and then another guy. But while we were there, um, this guy came in. It was like not that busy. And then all of a sudden this like group came in and they went to this back kind of like they have a little like VIP section and they were just hanging out in there. And then all of a sudden this one guy walks in and everybody starts clapping <laughs> for he's a judge. And we're like, oh, is this another birthday party? And then a few minutes later, the guy who had walked in and received all the applause uh, went to the piano and was like, uh, you know, uh, thank you guys like for coming out tonight. Um, I won like song of the year award and it turns out he was this he's i forget what his name is but he co-wrote he's one of the co-writers of justin bieber's sorry i oh, love that song. so yeah, he sang song. he sang that <laughs> while he like sang that the, with the pianist oh and i God. think julia michaels was there too because she was like his one of his writing partners or whatever but then i looked this guy up and he's written like he's had a co-writer credit on like i would say every most of the top pop songs from the past four years, five years. Uh, and so I was just like, oh, that's crazy. But I was reading his Wikipedia page and all of his like background. I think he like he started a he started a thing when he was in high school and started like a, a charity foundation mm -hmm. and then went to performing arts school and all of these things. And I was like, I just don't that is such a and he was from Illinois. That was, I was like, it's such a Midwest Ooh. like there's nothing else to do kind mm -hmm. of like uh work ethic that you get that mm -hmm. you don't like i know kids who were very like precocious and ambitious it, that grew up in southern california but not not like start your charity like there's nothing you don't have to create anything of your justin own tranter yes i feel like Gemini. i kind of get what you're saying i feel like if like elf had been set in the midwest like it wouldn't have really been the story <laughs> Like it would have just been like, oh, this like weird guy loves singing and Christmas. Like yeah. it wouldn't have been as like big of a deal. It's j I think you just don't have to like. There's already so much infrastructure in place. It because we are with the entertainment industry is here that nobody, everybody just can insert themselves into it. Whereas somewhere mm -hmm. else, you have to like. There isn't that thing. You have to start the thing that you want to see. And I'm jealous of that because those people are much more successful and um, <laughs> enterprising. Might I say he has an amazing Wikipedia profile picture? Yeah. And um, while I'm on that subject, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed profile pictures on Wikipedia. They're usually horrible. It's always like someone like kind of caught mid sneeze at like a comic con. Because <laughs> I think there's like a rights usage thing. Um, so me and Pablo started a and if you have any, you can send them and submit it to, I think we called it bad, at bad picks wiki. Um, so if you find really bad profile Wikipedia Dude, pictures, that's amazing. please feel free to send. I'm going to follow this, but also you just cannot stop making Dude, Instagram I'm a accounts. I, I'm addicted to the gram. Well, you know what it is, is, um, I mean, I've done photography and things that require portfolios my whole life and nothing is easier than a fucking Instagram. Instagram. My God. It's just like. It looks great on desktop. It looks great on the phone. You interact with people. You can tag it so people actually find it. I mean, it really is, just from a technological standpoint, a very easy um, a portfolio if you want it to be. So, yeah, I have too many grams. I've, I've maxed out my logins because I have my cat's Instagram. At Rose, Rosemary, I'm shouting out at rosemarynga.cat. You can check out my slime. At Stevie Slime. What else do I have? Well, I have a casting one. 
because I don't because casting when I'm finding people in the dark web they'll like blow up your inbox and personal like I have a second Facebook so I can go on these like homesteader groups and whatnot because I can't it's just too much when I was selling weed I had one too because I have so I have aliases Please, man, man. God. I, I have a hard enough time managing one two I know. three Almost. but yikes yeah it's, it's a it's too much I don't want any of it to be honest but I do like I like Instagram the most it's just like simple I like that they're I mean I, I'm sure it'll be very like dated in maybe some years but like I think like the less like you can't share articles so it's already like leaps and bounds ahead Dude, of other I platforms. actually do get mad when people screenshot text and put it I've done it like once or twice mm-hmm. well it's gotta I be good it, it's gotta be really good even if it is mm-hmm. I don't like that kind of shit does bother me like of it's, text messages or like no, of any like kind a, of text, like if you anything when you write it, it in the notes yeah the, unless it's oh, like the a notes. sign mm. like a cool text that you saw and took a picture of I think it's kind of bogus no, I mean the notes are unnecessary yeah make yeah. it visually pleasing at least if you have a message you want to share then put it in photo form I don't that's the whole Ooh. point of the thing. also it's easier now than ever with stories because you can just screenshot that shit make a little text little flyer in the stories grab a little gifts grab a little shit you got instant flyer now more than ever I here agree. we are in the digital age Bogus. it's all what what a world huh <laughs> you know what a what time a- what a time to be alive <laughs> Yeah, that I uh, speaking of screenshots, I was going through my phone today looking uh, for any pictures that I had that could be potential memes. Uh And I forgot that I screenshotted um, that Bernie Sanders retweeted Cardi B saying, oh, yeah, that that FDR tweet where she was like the real make America great again. The real make America great again. President was FDR. And then she posted this like thing. And then Bernie retweeted it and was Mm -hmm. like, Cardi's right. He yeah, is. Yeah. It's important that we remember this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe he would have won. Whoa. <laughs> well, you know, real recognizes real and Aries Moon recognizes Aries Moon. So That's he true. was like, I got to shout out Cardi B for this history. I feel like I'm on the polar opposite end of the two of you. So maybe I should just keep <laughs> my mouth shut. But No, speak on I it. I don't know. Fuck Bernie Sanders. Fuck him? Yes. I feel like all his whatever. I It's the same shit that bothers me about Trump. Yeah, uh, that's fine. You have these ideas that I agree with. Are you going to be able to enact them in the current political climate? I don't know about that. I mean, he really tries and advocates. And yeah, starts I know, but I also and has like, voted legislation into power. I also have doubts about it, and I also don't know that just because he, if he had got if he had gone up against Trump and if he had won, it would have been just because he is a man, and I believe that. Oh well, yeah. uh, sexism was widely at large yeah in this so i don't election. like touting the idea that he would have won because i think it takes away yeah. from feminine power and stuff well russia I wanna, was dictating who was hey winning. i also <laughs> want to make it very clear that i said bernie would have won as a joke yeah no uh, there was a, but I know. but no i agree with that that i think that it's while i agree with his positions i do think that him and trump are two sides of the or like are different sides of the same coin of like extreme uh extremism For i sure. happen to like this extremism Absolutely. much better I dude bernie's light we're just fucking wimps in america <laughs> that's like the no that's... i mean i mean more the like uh i think on both sides obviously there's like a disregard for differing 
opinions and stuff. And while I agree that Bernie did, uh, you know, did have a like history to back stuff up, I mm-hmm. certainly didn't. I don't think that he also is the one that's going to like reach across the aisle and bring people together. I mean, I can tell you from a personal perspective that like the people that the day after the election were saying Bernie should have won Bernie should have whatever in women's faces are fucking pieces of shit dudes that say they're liberal that like tout this fucking I'm a Mm -hmm. feminist perspective and they treat women like shit and they do shit like that and it's like hey sorry uh women are worried about our like there's like an IUD bump from Trump winning. Yeah, but women are worried, worried about our physical bodies. You don't need to be shouting in my face about. But also, fifty-three percent of white women voted for Trump. So sure. at the end of the day, there's a lot of women that love Trump. It's no, for sure. Left sure, fucked up. I'm sure there's a lot of like, you know, men that love him too. There's also a lot of people on the other side. I don't think, I don't think it's healthy to be like, oh well, this person like. I don't know. Don't rub it in my face. I think it's more just like it's a useless. Well, it's, like, it there's nothing that does nothing. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, why are you? Do, why would you say that to someone like that's having a hard time ad- admitting yeah. that we didn't get the outcome we wanted? I don't know. You guys, if you're uh, not in the United States, listener, it was a sorry. This is, this is we're just working through some trauma. Uh, yeah, it was a. It was it was dramatic. Yeah. For most, for uh, well, I mean, for the popular vote, it was very dramatic as fuck. Uh, Steve and I went and saw a double feature at the New Bev mm-hmm. because we were like, I don't want to go. Like, we we're like, I don't want to be out anywhere or whatever. And like, we went in and they had like the delegates kind of like on the. Mm-hmm. They had like a list, and so like, you know, people would be like going to the bathroom during the movie and you'd like kind of check and you'd be like oh okay all right yeah. like it's okay now i can go back in and like finish this movie and then as soon as the first one ended like we went out and it was like no not looking good and then we were all like all right we're gonna just go into this movie and mm-hmm. then when we get out this it's is- gonna be a we're gonna see what world we are living uh-huh. in and it was just like the most dismal like were there people out on like out we walked by no there weren't that many people out it was pretty quiet but we did walk by like there's like a a restaurant hookah lounge thing next mm-hmm. door to it and there was definitely tvs on the wall and people just were like what mm-hmm. i mean well i told you I, we were at lisa's birthday at crawford's and that's where i was watching the election results eating fried chicken wondering if fried chicken would ever taste the same mm-hmm. ever again and like all these chicks were like crying like i'm from wisconsin how could it turn red? And I was like, cause you move, dude. Like all these people are, we're all moving uh, to the coast. Also, let's all stop making it about ourselves. Uh, yeah. It was like, like it was not, a little Wisconsin much. Wisconsin didn't do that to you. Okay? Right. <laughs> it's actually, they, they decided after you left, they're, they're going red and they're they like, ain't you looking. Know what? This is cause we th- will show her moving to LA thinking that she's better than Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Dude, I had a, <laughs> this is so dumb, but I was like, very drunk we got me and my friends that went out we got very drunk once we realized what was happening we're like ah, i want to remember this let's forget it all mm-hmm. uh and i some guy was sitting at the bar next to us and like i mean we weren't in the mood really to talk to anyone but they were like seemed kind of cool or whatever and they were like oh you guys like how do you feel about the results because the first bar we were at people were excited 
Oh. In LA. And we were like, oh, this is somewhere that I hang out. Wait. I didn't know that like people were whatever. So we went to a second place and these guys like seem cool or whatever. And they're like, how do you feel about the thing? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> the thing. we're all devastated. Like, I think it's pretty clear. We're like taking shots of whiskey every three minutes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. pretty sure. And he was like, oh, I just didn't know because, like, your ring. And I realized I was wearing this elephant ring. <laughs> and I was like, I was so embarrassed and ashamed. I was just like, I can't believe I'm even wearing this thing. Like, I just remember the next day, like, there really should have been, like, no work the next day. It was just such a somber mood. But just working with all these women and, like, this, like, fucking silver-haired, like, CEO dude, like, VP of development walks by. I was like, come on, guys. Today's another day. We're here on Earth. We have our health. And it was like, you're rich. Yeah. We're, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, and also, we're, sure. I think it's the same go- thing going back to what you said. is like telling people how to feel Yeah, is never a good idea. It's just, yeah, you just don't shove it in anyone's face. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, my brother definitely sent me some rude Oh, messages that day. Yeah, my apathetic AF bro. Ugh. And then, I mean, I don't even want to get too into it, but my dad was a Bernie bro, like a textbook Bernie bro. My dad, does, he's so square, so Midwestern, doesn't even, like, doesn't do anything, but, like, once it was flipped to Hillary, like, Bernie was out, he's like, you know, it's just nepotism with that bitch. And I was like, I, I've, it, that election, that's re- what I don't like about yeah. Bernie. That it's a- not him. It's the people that act Th- like that, that election truly changed people. And a lot of people's dirtiness came to the fucking surface. And I was just like blown away. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, we all know that like a lot of these old timers and people young alike have these like, miso- like, I'm like, you're a fucking misogynist, dude. Like, this is sad. Don't help. But, on a more uplifting note, the first election I ever got to vote in, Obama, 2008, right? Yeah. Uh, I, Chicago, fucking, I won the lottery to go see the Grant Park, like, voting night, like, inauguration, no, oh, or, cool. like, the, whatever yeah. that's called, like, where, like, the results came in. So it was in Grant Park with, like, thousands of people, like, they're just, like, bumping Stevie Wonder, like, they le- it was looking good, and then it was, like, clinched, and it was just, like, fireworks trumpets crying hugging kissing. i felt like it was in one of those like old-timey pictures where it's just like woo, and like just and he came out on stage and like did a whole speech and it was like "Woo, i'm i'm a i'm a freshman in college and life is good and you know you know then life went on <laughs> the year before i graduated college our college had obama speak at commencement oh at yours wow. and then the year i graduated oh. Oh. they had the president of our college <laughs> speak downgrade at our commencement and like, i was like cool i guess i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> <laughs> i don't want a job they i don't were, need fucking i don't care <laughs> they were gonna try to get obama the second year but you know yeah <laughs> every time they call me for like alumni for donating i'm just like mm, i don't fucking think so <sighs> i don't fucking think so so you're like so my money can go to someone else's good yeah, graduation yeah so you speakers. can get obama again fuck I, off i remember getting the um like a, maybe like six months after graduating getting the alumni will you donate email and being like you guys it's 2011 we're like we're recessed af we don't got jobs so i wrote this like very cruel like i graduated six months ago 
here's my statement for student loans. Here's my statement for all the bills. Here's my statement for dorms. Here's my state. Like I just like sent my total costs of attending college and was like, yeah, maybe you should check in with your alumni about their job status before you send requests for money. And I didn't realize it was like one of my my favorite like teachers assistants got like transferred to like the department that sends those out. So she like called me and was like, are you okay? I'm so sorry if that was offensive. Like and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like shouting into the void. (laughs) Didn't (laughs) forgot. There's a like because it seemed like a very automated email. So anywho, well, speaking speaking of of polarity, (laughs) (laughs) two two sides. uh, That's our topic for today. Polarities. Um continuing our theme of broader uh categories for signs beyond just their the sign itself and elements Mm -hmm. um polarities are there's two sections there is the two groups of six signs and then there's also the six groups of two signs uh so polarities again similar to elements and uh qualities slash modes are just kind of the broad temperament um generalities for types of science um so you know out the gate you have your traditionally feminine or negative mm-hmm. inactive sign there's several words uh it could also receptive mm-hmm. uh these are yin yeah i was like yin that's i was trying to remember which is which uh these are earth and water signs so taurus cancer virgo scorpio capricorn and pisces wait what are these exactly the female these are your traditionally feminine signs yes uh yeah i mean female in the way of a plug working yes Mm -hmm. does that make sense the side that doesn't have the thing you know yeah the yeah. one that let's go in this yeah. well it's you know the big thing is yeah receptive um keeps things takes things in is the nurture more nurturing more introverted was another word mm-hmm. um cautious more emotionally intuitive and less action oriented more feeling than uh doing versus you know right mm-hmm. um, giving versus taking yes exactly um so then on the other side, we have the positive, active, traditionally masculine signs, which are fire and air, Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. These are your extroverts, your impulsive communicators, your uh, more sociable. These are active. They're Yang, baby. They're, oh, they're Yang. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, they they want to go out. They want to interact instead of interacting with their inner world. They want to a- interact with the world around them. So uh, a little more tangible as opposed to intuitive, dreamy so kind of stuff. your yins are earth and water and your yangs are air and fire. Uh, also, when astrologers do compatibility, they... You would think, possibly, if you're heteronormative, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they would match yin with yang, but they don't. Yang yin, and yang? Yin goes better with yin, and yang goes better mm-hmm. with yang. Interesting. And to quote my boyfriend, he always says, you're the yin to my yin. Even hmm. though he's, oh, he's, he's a yang. He's a yang, but... It's a thought that counts. Well, another, like, maybe way of describing the yin-yang is I'm seeing, like the term active and passive which is again mm-hmm. saying the giving or taking and how yeah. it's just yeah. like aries active taurus passive the cycle continues bounce yeah back, bounce i think back, bounce they, they say receptive too 
because I think passive sometimes can connotate yeah, yeah. action. Right. Yeah. I like receptive to it and that in the analogy of a plug, like the 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 receiving yeah, end receiving and the receiving and the the, the giving end. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to say it without sounding sexual. They're also mm-hmm. um so I actually found most of the information that I looked up at um SouthFloridaAstrologer.com, which I highly recommend. Uh, don't know. What? Don't know where this came from. Don't know where she came from, really. Whoa. Or he actually never really knew. Whomever runs it. Um That's hilarious. But one of the things I really love that they wrote is um the reason that they're paired up like so these are the six and six, right? But with the reason they're paired up in twos, like uh, you know, Aries and Libra, um it's not to show how they're different it's to show how these are similar because they are the most opposite you can get this is a way of showing how they are similar and a lot of the ways that they're divided up are either self versus other or private versus public yeah that's i have that written down too that it's like the pairs they have the same goal or they have the same set of values they just have a different way of attain like a different life way that they live so uh aries so i'll go through the opposites um aries and libra uh they are opposites of each other aries is self libra is partnership but they both value relationship and Mm -hmm. and the way that they are you are interacting with uh people they're always going to be focusing on am I doing this for myself or for someone else, regardless of what they choose, which they might choose different things. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, the thing said like, yeah, there are selfish Libras and there are like really selfless Aries people, but like whatever it is, it's always a choice that they're making. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it's also like the, both of them are learning to assert um, like the ultimate expression of self too. And Libra is learning that through partnership or like how you, mm-hmm. how you elevate another person or how you elevate yourself within a partnership. And Aries is all about that independent. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's all, these are definitely going to be the, pa- I, I, this is my, my phrase is the page out of someone's book is like, yeah. Um, I mean, in the, another key phrase of, of Libra is that compromise. And I think sometimes they can be so compromising Again, they forget they about right. self. yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, um, I think yourself. it's also their house is one and seven. Mm-hmm. So it's self versus compromise, right? S- asserting yourself versus compromise. Mm-hmm. Also like putting weight in something versus balance, mm-hmm. which I think is like another way to look at those two. Yeah. Cute. Uh, next opposite would be Taurus and Scorpio, which I feel like is one that we talk about. Yeah. Often, it's, a damn, but, it's a prevalent um, one. Also houses two and eight. Yes. Uh, so this would be Taurus personal possessions and Scorpio shared possessions. Mm. Right. But both, you know, both care about uh, stuff. I mean, or like actual work, like the work yeah. in this world, not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean materialistic ways, but it's, you know, it's people too. It's mm-hmm. well, uh, well, like uh, cafe astrology again, you know, the Mecca has like a good kind of breakdown that like, I mean, Taurus is, mine and material goods and you know they don't usually want to share their meals when a scorpio is like let's try everything for the table and Mm. um they do like they like shaking up routine yeah so i think that's 
the transformation versus the routine is I think where Taurus and Scorpio can like have find their happy medium. I also found it defined uh, defined as wealth versus value, uh, mm. matter versus destruction of form or uh, to possess versus to share. But I think the most interesting thing to me was uh like what they hold on to mm-hmm. Taurus is going to hold on to physical things while Scorpio's like the only thing they want at the end of the day is control. Mm-hmm. So it's like the kind of interesting because like the more you want to hold on to that physical thing, the more the Scorpio probably wants to take it from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is interesting when it's both about learning which the give and take there too, where it's like Scorpio also can be so um, open, like sh- so shared that they're taken advantage of, in that way too and then Taurus can also be too tied to their stuff that it's like oh there's no if there's no one to share it with what good is this stuff totally yeah. I think like also just thinking of um them on animalistic forms is like seeing a bull interact with a scorpion would probably be kind of funny considering this like it's like gonna poke its horns at it and then this scorpion is like this little bug but then it can like come and fucking poke this the back of this big fat ass bull and like I feel like it they um, I mean, I've had a lot of relationships with Scorpios. Like, I know a bunch, and they are like they we can tease each other with ease. And like, it's I think we both know how to like we can go below the belt, but we know if we both cross that line, we'll both go for it. Yeah. So you we have like it's like almost like a respect. It's like okay, I see you, Scorpio, and I see you, Bull. Have you Truth. ever been stung stung by a scorpion, anyone? Uh, I no, that. no. I I remember I was at a birthday party and this is unrelated, but one of my friends got stung in the pool, Ugh. and uh, it's like not that big of a deal. <laughs> really? Like, I mean, does it? Do, I guess like it probably she like a bee, on the right? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think it's like a bee. I think because I think the bee goes away faster, like the pain or whatever. Uh huh. I don't like. I just remember she was like screaming and screaming and screaming, and then. We were like, what is it? You know, nobody knew. And then we were all in the pool and like, uh, but she just was like, I'll have another smeared off ice, please. And then it was like over, you know? What? Okay. I was also imagining like an eight year old. Yeah. Also, oh, so yeah, I was exactly. like, this was <laughs> no, 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 sure no, no, a kid's no. pool no, party no, no. in my it, mind. Well, yeah. It was like <laughs> high school. But, no, but yeah. that's why I was like, oh yeah, no wonder she was screaming. She's a child. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And then. Can I have another Mike's heart? <laughs> and I was like, oh, whoa. Because it's uh, for kids. I know you grew up in Texas, no. but Jesus. <laughs> we were like by ourselves, I think. Like no parents were around. But mm-hmm. yeah, nothing like happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of interesting to think about because it's kind of the same thing of like, like if we're talking about realistically the animal, the uh, bull's never going to see the scorpion. Mm-hmm. I don't think their vision's that good. I don't think they're looking that way. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, they get Also, stung. it takes a lot for a bull to charge totally and i, I it's gotta be a pack of scorpions is probably is not gonna get stepped on you know i don't yeah. know so i think it's interesting also just while we're on scorpio or scorpion stories my my so my mom's from air like grew up in arizona we'd spend summers in phoenix great time to go <laughs> you know very very mild but like one of my jobs was to scoop scorpions out of the pool because the wind storms yeah, yeah. would blow them in oh. gross as fuck and at night those things are uh glow in the dark yeah. like yeah, you, you see it. and in my grandparents old house they have shag carpeting <gasps> the if you know anything of like lisa's reaction is exactly what you should be <gasps> because shag carpeting and scorpions you literally have to check ev- like they could just be in feasting all, yeah. all yeah. up in there 
Um, and just like one gross story while we're here is the windstorms in the Southwest are crazy. You know, all the tumbleweeds and shit blow over dust storms, dust devils and whatnot. And one time the neighbor's goat, like Jurassic Park style, flew into the pool like broken like <gasps> uh, like all cranked over and it was like covered in scorpions and i'm like damn the desert's uh, fucked wait, up i got a really gross one yeah gross goat, gross desert goat tale. stories so this is really gross fucked up stories. and i really capricorns <laughs> you're gonna like this i really hope that these people aren't listening to this um my ex's sister and her husband had like a huge farm in phoenix and cave creek mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of animals and one of their goats head mm-hmm. only when they woke up. Wait. The body was missing. No oh. trail just blood. There was just a head. Just a head. Oh my God. Isn't and it was like, so mommy. <laughs> isn't that so creepy? Like Chupacabra. Oh, like that is Chupacabra. Very, very scary. That's terrifying. Isn't that so freaky? Well, that also to me is like the strangers. Like it's like there's no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to yeah. it either. It's not like they left a no, message so or like scary. the mm-hmm. That is the message. I mean, the goat the, head. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's like also oh. it's so it's so like obscure that you're like, what? Who They had so well, many animals too, so it was like so scary. Well, I mean also like if we're diving into the symbology, I mean, like, <laughs> Satan, dude. Satan, Satan, I think that is Satan's what it was. hoof left it in the fire, the pits of hell. But I would think that, well, ma- I don't know that much about Satanism, but I would imagine that, like, you would want, the, that the head is what you would want. I think yeah. it was just a message of, like, um, like, your animals are annoying us. I think it was, like, oh. somebody trying to, like... So this is Hills Have Eyes, like, uh, Texas des- Chainsaw. This is Desert Justice. I, yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd watch that. New show, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was just someone being, like, yeah, we're gonna say... We're gonna do, like, the most, like, gross fucked up thing because, like, our neighbor's animals, like, annoy us. I should have put on a steak. Come on, step up, Desert Justice. <laughs> freaks me uh, out. Okay. See, Scorpio took us... Of course, of course. Dark Take us to the dark hole, Scorpio. Uh, next, Gemini, Sagittarius. And bulls run with it. <laughs> okay, back. Gemini, Sagittarius. Um, Ge- this is uh, Gemini is all about self-expression, and then Sagittarius is all about uh, expression on a wider level, philosophy, mm-hmm. the idea of what you know this means as a whole. What is what is the concept of expression mm-hmm. like yeah. what is this world outside of us are we all cells here and then Gemini's yeah. like i'm like is it i'm a cell where are well, we within we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this in the last episode too about like what time is it yeah right uh-huh. so, um and also i found something interesting and i wanted to ask julia because you're sag um so whatever knowledge and knowledge versus truth there's yeah. one of them oh that's a great way of um it. also you know tangible facts versus what do these facts mean uh houses three and nine but one of the things i found said low mind versus high mind yeah i saw that too and i'm wondering if you think that translates as far as like humor like lowbrow versus highbrow comedy Ooh. yes i think it does i know that um this would be interesting to find out i don't know many gemini comics or like when i've looked at I do. famous birthdays oh. though i mean of like that amy schumer all right well, well that's what i'm saying um 
Yeah, I, oh, hot there's, low. There's a, um, there is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, there are a lot of, and this has been, I think, a reason why I've been very attached to my sun sign identity is that I know that there are a lot of Sagittarius comedians or like, and, and in different ways too, not necessarily just stand-ups. Um, but yeah, I think it, I mean, not necessarily lowbrow, highbrow, but I think it is more just like, you know, the fa- the facts are the facts and what but what's behind them is where like more conceptual, interesting sure. things come from. Uh, I don't think that Gemini's are incapable of creating high art or appreciating high art. I think that it's just. But they're not above a fart joke. Well, two of like <laughs> the funniest uh comics i think that aren't here obviously that are in the la comedy scene are are gemini's and i know one ever maynard and Bernie oh, yeah. Cooney. but i'm like i'm trying to think because i don't think it's low brow but i i also definitely think it's more like it's very accessible and silly well both of those people ever i'm you know i ever was my roommate too i know that ever is so much more in touch with like uh there maybe it's that too where it's like it's not even high low ever is so in touch with like her current state like doing funny doing funny voices and physical gestures and things like that it's just like so in the moment as opposed to me that I'm so in my head and I like I appreciate that and I do have I feel like I have silly aspects of me but I'm too like it that doesn't come to me I don't that doesn't feel as natural and that's something that in other Gemini's that I have known, it's, it's something that I like am envious of and have tr- like wanted to work more on just be- being free in that way. Cause that is a very Gemini thing is just that like yeah. mm-hmm. in the moment that moving from thing to thing and they're not being burdened by. If you saw a here. picture of Brandon Cooney, you'd never think he would do like an accent on stage. No, but he, but he also, does. Yeah. And it's like that. It's so interesting to me. So that is kind of why I wanted to ask that. What other Sagittarius comedians? I know you and I know one other girl that I know know, but like what other ones? Well, there's a lot that we know personally. Um, oh, like Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. okay. Kristen Rand, okay, Christina right. Catherine Martinez. All right, all right. I'm seeing it. I'm um, seeing it. Sarah Silverman is a Sagittarius. Okay. Um, British comedian Billy Connolly. Okay. Uh, I, know, I know a Chicago comic, Ashley Ray. Shout out to the girl. She's maybe oh, yeah, one yeah. of the most Sag people I fucking know. Um, and she, I th- I don't know if Sages do this, but I, and maybe this is her Aries moon we bond over, but like not afraid to like post, call out, call it like I see it for like the greater good of everybody. Oh, and yeah. I think that's like. I've seen Julia save a show doing that. Like Aww. shut like you know the host afraid to shut down a heckler and Julia goes up first you gotta, and you then gotta, she just got to dive on the bomb it, you, know? you know hell yeah I yeah. mean there's something very like nice and kind of uh, maternal paternal about a, a good old Sag that oh, yeah. that's what I like um some of the other ones too that I feel like are very Sag are like John Stewart oh is he like mm-hmm. Ooh, man um, Ooh. can we moment of mm. <laughs> a moment of, mm. a moment of mm. <laughs> i just i just I I'm a, i've been attracted to him pre-silver fox post-silver fox just he's a good looking man oh it makes it makes that fits to me i don't know why i feel like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't surprise me the quirkster um, and then there's some other like there's there's some other ones too i can't now i can't think of who but 
um, not necessarily like the greatest stand-ups or whatever, sure, but sure. like good. But it, to me, that also they like make sense um, as Sagittarius is too with their with their style of comedy and their subject matter and stuff like that. So hell yeah, I don't know. Weigh weigh in, Gemini's Sages out there. Uh, yeah, do you like fart jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let us to know. be fair, if you I email mean, me and tell me about if you like fart jokes, I am gonna be mad. Because <laughs> it was a joke. Well, it's like if you like fart jokes, you mean you like when people fart. Like if someone like is like, hang on one second, I got something to. <laughs> I, I like that actually. I, mean, that I don't is, even really like I got it. something to say. I don't even really like I, that. I also like I just like respect the like bravery of that or like the just again abandon that's an abandon. I like the planning. I don't <laughs> I, I'm about that. The control, the, sure. the execution. Sure. You know, you gotta get you only get one chance to do that one. <laughs> you only get one shot. Uh all right, next. Cancer Capricorn. Uh, home life versus public life right uh you know again gonna be cancer is all about them who i think it's also it's like the personal who's in my space who am i to other people Mm -hmm. that sort of thing as opposed to capricorn being like what do i represent to people right what is the image that i am Mm -hmm. uh what do i project at what do people think of me right i think cancer it looks for security in uh, relationships where uh, Capricorn looks for security in like career. Mm -hmm. Right. I also thought of if we're going to get real gender normative, like, mom and dad from the 50s yeah oh well Well, they they are they are the they are the mommy daddy sign yeah absolutely and i do know um i know a lot of cancer cap duos they 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 seem to work i mean because i think i mean the values at the end of the day with cancer with like home and you know nurture and cap with like work in this it's all building a home at the Mm. you know when you when you break it down and yeah they're probably they, they they there's like a moodiness that like can that can bring them together yeah it's very uh yeah i heteronormative traditional where it's also it's like the you know the emotional sense overly sensitive versus the overly controlled keeping it together you know yeah going out going out and working or being being the bad guy kind of the disciplinarian versus the nurturing yeah well capricorns love you know um reward and punishment and like who's better to give that than a freaking crab yeah a nurture versus accountability i wrote down Mm. also houses four and ten so home work yeah family work also you know also that thinking about that too in terms of i mean we talk about this all the time in our culture about work home family work balance balance and you know one can't one isn't worth anything without the other and how do you balance both of those how do you find worth and value in both in both areas and not Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. i know like obviously caps earth but you can't deny the power of the sea goat there there's gonna be i feel like some Real recognizing real with the water. Like, they'll both meet each other under the sea and make a cute seashell home together. And, like, I don't know. It's a cute cute little pair. Uh, Next pair, Leo Aquarius. Leo is all about personal pleasure and creativity, Mm -hmm. whereas Aquarius is about hopes and ideals on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I, like... 
because I only know like knew a few polarities like off the top of my head and a lot like what I think once we get later in the chart because I know so many people in early part of the chart that I'm like oh yeah I know those but like Leo and Aquarius are a funny little pair because they are both like artists and makers but in very different mm-hmm. ways yeah obvi polarious but like it really stands when i'm seeing their names next to each other and be mm-hmm. like oh if you guys had to work on an art project this would be funny well the way south florida astrologer i love um, her site by yeah, the way so great. it's really nice or, or his, he we don't know. That. yeah he they, they like they, it's a them. nice the site uh, is nice the way they put it was uh Leo creates for others' approval, and Aquarius does it regardless of others' approval. Yes. And I like that. Um, also, Aquarius is they don't get it, like they don't get me, and Leo is like works until they get it. Yeah, you know. So I thought that was interesting. I'm imagining like a, I'm imagining a romantic scenario in this thing, but it's like the. Uh, uh, Leo is like the tr- the famous pop star and Aquarius is like the indie musician and the pop star is trying to yes. impress him because she's I have Grammys and I'm on this tour and he's like yeah well but do you write from your heart mm-hmm. are like, people going to remember you in yeah, 20 years but it's like, yeah. yeah I'm not trying to do that I'm an artist that um, kind of thing but then they like try to, they also try to impress each other because Leo wants what Aquarius has which is that like I don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. freedom Uh, yeah like and maybe not true artistry but that like yeah like artistry without the need for approval for the Mm -hmm. ideal of art not for like the lauding well an Aquarius is like an artist um in private or out in public where I think a Leo's very public about their art making and Aquarius might go like on a retreat for a year and you won't see them and they came back with an album also South Florida astrologers are an Aquarius and Leo yes I swear to god it's in their about section that's awesome isn't that that's also very tripped out like when I looked that up in this time like, I yeah. was like, okay, That's my, well, mind blown. What's up um, to Heather Cunningham and Lee Severis? Oh, so it's one of each, is it? Uh, Lee, to Lee? FM, I believe. Okay. But I, Lee can be a man as well. Yeah. I they're know. cute. They're cute. They're like cute. But their site's really. I'm. It's fun to find these like little offshoots of the web. So good, good find. Yeah, Thanks. they also said personal versus impersonal, which I totally can see that. Uh, ego versus pleasure, which I could also see that. Or no, sorry, ego and pleasure versus. Uh, friendship and objectivity, which I think is also interesting. Yeah, How's this absolutely. five and eleven. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah, I think five and eleven. Uh, and finally, Virgo Pisces. Uh, Virgo being work and self improvement, and Pisces being dreams and self delusion. Details versus service. Uh, Virgo can't see the forest. Pisces can't see the trees. Yeah. The way to infuriate a Pisces is uh, just bog them down with details or tell a Virgo to ignore them. That's like the mm-hmm. basic thing. But they're both ideas of like uh, self and control that ultimately are meaning or like ultimately yeah. you can't control. Neither one is going to have all the answers or will uh, avoid disappointment, hurt. Totally. Uh, you know. Yeah, and something I'm seeing, too, about, like, and I never thought of these two paired together, but, like, Virgo's obviously, you know, organized and analytical and is all about that day-to-day. I mean, they're the sixth house. Yeah, sixth mm-hmm. house. Six so it's all about, like, also, like, 
you know, getting their shit on, on lock. But like a Pisces is going to be like, you know, you don't have to like pop a fucking Advil every time you have a headache. You can like maybe meditate or you could think about something like they're going to open up to more um, not evolved, but like just maybe like non-traditional ways of solving problems where a Virgo is going to like look up the recipe and like, how do I how do I do this by the book? And a Pisces like, what's the book? <laughs> I think it might have been on here or it might have been Susan Miller. Let me see. But it, they, she had a good quote about Pisces, which I like. Yeah, I think it was on Susan Miller. Something about like um, these are the two nicest signs. So like hmm. whatever it is, <laughs> like uh, you would be like sorely amiss to like try to irritate either one of them. Like it's like karmically bad is what she made it seem like. Mm. Oh, so Interesting. I, 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 I couldn't find it, but it was something like that. Maybe I made it up. Who knows? Nice. These two are the nicest. Nice my mom. I mean, I mean, my mom is also a Virgo. So that's why I was like, really? But uh, I mean, I think the thing is with them, I think Virgos and Pisces are usually nice. But the weirdest things make them spiral off oh. like they have weirdest shit you would never guess well, because it's the off. it's you probably usually the reminder of the lack of control or like yeah. the lack of the thing and so like where pisces is avoiding avoiding all control because they're like we can't whatever mm-hmm. but then something happens that they're like why wasn't i doing it mm-hmm. i really this isn't helping either whose fault is that <laughs> or and then virgo you know is like i did i did everything why doesn't it why does that not matter yeah. you know mm-hmm. but so it's you know again meeting in the middle teaching teaching each other how to take the best parts of both of those things you know relaxing and and leaving some things to to fate and chance or whatever you want to call it. And then Pisces taking some active role in their existence, you know, not just leaving it all also to chance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if this is, I mean, cause I know everyone's chart, you have all of these different parts of it, but Pisces is one that's been standing out to me a lot as like a, a sign that has like, just kind of seems to have inherited wisdom that they they haven't earned yet that means that they're gonna have to it's gonna take them a long time to actually be able to like live like live those that wisdom you know what it might be and i met we might have said it before is since they're the last they they get a little bit of every sign yeah that's why like I find Pisces to be the one I, I never guess right. I can usually rarely nail down a, nail down a Pisces because they can, they're slippery little fish yeah. and they can inherit all those parts. And maybe it is the placement on the chart that maybe their prime time is, oh, I feel like, did we read something like different yeah. ages yeah. for different it's the, signs? Yeah. It's the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it makes that, I mean, I've just, I've heard a lot of Pisces that are kind of, that they have difficulty, like they know, they know the thing, but they have difficulty kind of accepting the actual, like the reality of it. So it's like the implementing of their wise ideas is mm-hmm. what's well, difficult think about for them. being near death. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, we've been, we've been taught our whole life not to fear death, no matter how much you know in in any religion or in any context and mental health and whatever you're kind of taught to live life that matters now because Mm -hmm. you know death is imminent obviously and the closer you get to it the more scared you probably get of it i mean i'm speaking as a 30 year old but like 
you're just like, oh no, like what? Fuck, like, am I gonna die? Also, I don't. Am, am I gonna be reborn? I don't want to do this again, or do I? Like, it is uh, kind of the biggest, yeah, like thing that you have to grapple well, with. That's a really good way of putting it, because that also, I mean, we've kind of made fun of it a little bit, but that like overwhelming anxiety too that a lot of Pisces, uh, in my experience, have had of like that hyper hyperactivity of like, oh no, like, uh what's ha- like what is this mm-hmm. that you know well i think it's also like we see in pisces when we study astrology a lot is like they like science they're good vets they're like good at that and it's like all of that to me is like if you want to be a doctor if you really want to be a doctor not for money you really want to it's because you want to figure out how to beat death yeah mm-hmm. like that is like what medicine is right mm-hmm. so it is still the same thing like it all comes from the same place of being like you're born into almost dying at the, you know, like mm-hmm. you're at the end of the Zodiac. I don't know. I have Damn, a lot of fucking I was say 12th eighth, 12th <laughs> over here, bringing it home. Well, I mean, we can, we're not going to get better than that. Uh, <laughs> this has been polarities. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. See you next Monday. Don't try to cheat death. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to what's your sign. If you guys liked this Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast. Yeah. Or Twitter. Uh, just search What's Your Sign Podcast. But if you want to type it in, it's What's YR Sign underscore pod. Twitter's weird. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, Thanks. Bob. Please leave us a positive review. And if you want to contact us, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. So uh, pick your medium and find us. Jeez. Yeah. You made it this far. All right. Bye. Bye.